I have every coffee brewing piece of equipment. At home, I've got a modest pour over. And sometimes on the weekends, I don't necessarily want any more coffee. I've had coffee all week and I'm less likely to do things. I'm like a little bit more lazy and slow going, but like mood is good. Again, I don't feel like I'm drinking a lot of coffee every single day that it's gonna like give me a headache when I don't have a co have coffee, but I am much more willing to accept what the world is giving me when I don't drink coffee. And when I do drink coffee, I'm gonna like, what, listen world, I'll tell you what you're gonna get from yeah. me. It is like, I'm much more proactive. From Humble Coffee, this is Coffee 101, a show about coffee. If you haven't figured that out by now, then where have you been? I'm Kenneth Thomas, and every week, my coffee friends and I are bringing you the absolute best coffee education you can find out there in the coffee verse. Season one takes us on coffee's journey from seed to shelf. And that season, season one, is quickly coming to a close. This is the season finale. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Toot, toot. No. Yes, toot, toot. No, we're woo-wooing. Whoop, whoop. So, this is part one of, well, we're saying part uno of... You're saying part uno. Oh, yeah, we're saying part uno. We, plural, are no. saying part uno of a two-part series where we are going to talk about coffee myths. Woo. Woo. So, so I want to hear these. This is exciting because we have come, we have literally come from seed to shelf. We've come so far, guys. And we're looking forward to season two where we go from shelf to sip. So it's... Thanks for coming along with this with us on this journey. Yes, 101ers. I'm kidding. I'm not emotional. I'm happy. Yeah, and that's an Thank emotion. Thank you. It's like yeah, inside I'm, out. I'm emotional. Happy is but a feeling too. I'm not like crying. Or joy, I guess. No, you're not crying. Joy to the world. What I want to do is I want to just kind of quick, rapid fire, just throw out 10 coffee myths. Oh, dear. To you, and you tell me very quickly. Like, okay, true, false, this is what I think of it, blah, blah, blah. But then what we're really going to do in this episode is I'm going to talk with Dylan Morse okay. of Tinker Coffee. Is he related to the person that invented Morse code? No, I don't think he so. He might be. He might you be. You never know. Dylan, you'll have to tell us after the show. Yes, please. So Tinker Coffee is in Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm. They do a phenomenal job as far as specialty roasting and distributing. And uh, Dylan is just, I mean, he, he you'll see, he's the perfect guy to go through these final two season finale episodes on coffee myths. Wow. So we'll tackle the 20 top coffee myths, 10 in this episode and 10 in the next one. Okay. Are you ready? I'm going to rapid fire. I'm just going to hit you with them. And uh, here we go. And then we'll go to Dylan. Okay, number one, coffee is bad for your health. No. Darker roasted coffee has more caffeine. No. no. Called, Incorrect. 
call these, I'm not going to comment on these. Okay. I mean, I may, but Caldees discovered coffee and invented roasting and brewing it. Um, yeah. You don't even know who Caldees no, is. No, I don't. This is, the, you're, this is pathetic. Okay. Coffee will sober you up. Yes. Coffee is bad for pregnant women. Depending on the situation, yes. Coffee will keep you awake. Yes. To an extent, until your body is like, no, we're going to sleep now, and then you go to sleep. Coffee will dehydrate you. Yes, I know that one. You may not know that one. I Thank definitely you very much. do. You need to listen to the show, and we will find out. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. It's not. not, not uh, uh, okay. Uh, coffee makes you smarter. Absolutely. Number nine, storing coffee in the fridge or freezer extends its freshness. I want to say no, but I feel like it's yes. I will admit this was probably the most difficult one to answer of these 10. I would say yes, because there's a difference between like freezing it. You know how at restaurants people get dirt for like having frozen food and then heating it up? It could be like that, but then it could also just... You know, if you put flowers in the fridge, they last longer, I think. No comment. Don't. don't Number 10. Don't hurt me, Floris. I don't know if that's right. Number 10. Decaf coffee has no caffeine. Yes. You're well, saying yes, it processed. has caffeine or no, no it, does it doesn't? Not. You're saying it doesn't have any caffeine. I mean, it might have like a smidgen, but nothing that will affect you. That's my final answer. <laughs> all right. Let's go to Dylan Morse of Tinker Coffee, and we will find out all the answers to these questions. Hi, Dylan. Dylan, great to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and, and you get, I mean, you get the season finale of Coffee I 101. I feel honored. I really do. And we're going to do like two episodes. That's awesome. I'm and, ready for it. You know, I thought coffee myths would be a really good one to um, finish this season on because, uh, you know, we're trying to educate, bring a little clarity, and there's a lot of uh, myths out there. And um, I thought probably no better person to bring on the show than Dylan from Tinker Coffee in Indianapolis, Indiana. And so glad to have you on. I did say if you have any topics that require having a soapbox, yeah, that's that's good for me. Yeah, uh, so I feel like this is a great episode for that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think this will be really good, and um, and I know you've got some other soapboxes, and so we will uh, certainly get you back on in time. So we are going to jump right into it, and we're going to handle ten coffee myths this time on this episode. And you'll have to also check out the next season finale episode, and we'll handle another 10, and that will get you rounded out as far as coffee myths. So You'll feel so smart talking about coffee with all your friends after this. Yeah, like you'll just, I mean, you'll just crush them. They'll be like, well, we'll get into it. We'll get into um, it. Actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so first myth, coffee is bad for your health. This one is kind of a um, uh, kind of a soapbox one for humble coffee, so I will go ahead and answer it, and then um, I'll let you if you have any sense to put into it. Um, I'll let you jump in, but you know we've said in last several episodes because we just finished a section on coffee and health that coffee 
is probably one of the healthiest things that you can put in your body on the day because of antioxidants, anti-inflammatories. Um, and so if you can drink it black, and we're not knocking you if you put stuff in it because ultimately there's also the mental health aspect of if it tastes good to you and puts you in a good mood, then so be it. But across the board health, uh, coffee really, really, really is something that is good for you. Yeah, it makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, I I think, uh, yeah, I never want to shame anybody for adding cream and sugar to their coffee. But uh, like I said uh, before this, I, I want to encourage people to drink black coffee because it's it tastes so good. Right. It's so much more dynamic than it it is when you're, you know, you're trying to find balance. You're trying to find body. You're trying to find sweetness. But you can find the right coffee that kind of gives you all of that. And then you know, it's calorie free, it's sugar free. Yeah. It's coffee. You know, it's like we we joke sometimes because you hear about like mold in coffee from people and that kind of thing. Like we joke that we should market our coffee as like coffee for diabetics because it's sugar free. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like it's like, oh it'd be a, yeah, there's a gimmick and it's not untrue. Uh, right. You know, That's like, true. Um so it is it is a nice I, I think a healthy alternative now, everything in moderation. Yes, uh, but a nice, uh, healthy alternative to almost any anything else you can be drinking. But you could get, um, and we talked about this a few episodes ago. Uh, you can get a solid three or four cups in, in during a day. Just we'll say just standard cups of coffee, um, and it'd be not bad, not neutral, but even healthy for you. And so you can actually drink, you know, a lot more coffee than you know a lot of folks realize. Okay, let's go to the second one. Darker roasted coffee has more caffeine. Thoughts on this one? I think this should have been number one. Because okay. This is, I feel like this, when you talk about, <clears throat> when you talk about coffee myths, uh-huh. uh, this is the one that people are like, yeah, I like a, I like a dark roast because it has more caffeine. Or people say I like a light roast because it has more caffeine because there's people on other sides just confusing it. Um, but I've, I've found that, you know, the, the most common thing is if you're measuring with a scoop, that's, that's when you have the big differences. Yeah. Darker roasted coffee takes up more space, has less, uh, has less water content or anything like that in it. So, um, if you're, if you got a kitchen scale and you're using that for your coffee, same amount. Yeah. 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 So you're right. So basically, um, roasting, I mean, theoretically you do lose a little bit of caffeine, but it's a negligible amount when you're talking about between the difference in a light roast and a dark roast. So your whole gamut across the board. And so pound for pounds, we can say it's about ballpark, the same caffeine all the way across the scale. Now, we're talking about scale. So if you're using, like you said, Dylan, a scoop, then technically your beans for darker roasts are going to be lighter because they have lost more water in the roasting process. And so the overall amount is going to have a total of more beans for the actual cup, if that makes sense to our one-on-oneers out there. 
And if that caffeine in the bean is standard, then yes, you are going to have a little more caffeine in that darker roast. But if you're using a uh, scoop, then it's the same, basically, for either. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking, uh, kind of as a side note to this, is Robusta, which, you know, you and I don't prefer, unless maybe it's on a espresso as like a blend, um, does have more caffeine than Arabica. And right. I and I don't know, I, I should probably have looked this up, but I don't know how much more, but I know it's more. Enough to taste it, I feel like. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty noticeable. Yeah. Um, I was in, I was in Italy a few months back and I did notice like they had a, all the shots that I tasted, you know, it's a lot of Robusta there, uh-huh. um, were like chewier, mm. but they also like, I was doing single shots instead of double shots. Cause I was, I was living that Italian lifestyle. I was getting yeah. a shot of espresso every few hours or so. Yeah. And, uh, man, it did make me feel different. <laughs> yeah. Really did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to, um, you know, the shots here. And I can't remember if it's on this show or the next one. Let's see. Um, the next one, the next show y'all will have to listen to, we'll talk about is there more caffeine in espresso or drip. But mm. let's get to our number three for today. Caldi's discovered coffee and invented roasting and brewing it. What, why don't you tell everybody, tell them, tell them about Caldi's. Um, there's so many, I feel like variations, like little details that people add, um, yeah, to embellish to, yeah, which, and maybe the, the whole thing is itself an embellishment and each piece represents something that was, you know, happening or, or that kind of thing. But so, uh, an amalgamation of some of what I've heard is, uh, Caldi was a goat herd, um, you know, a nomadic person and, and in charge of these goats. One night the goats didn't come back and he found them dancing on their hind legs after eating the berries off this, this bush or something. And he joined in the dancing, which I, I really like. <laughs> I mean, it, there's a reason why this is a great is story. Like, it's, a, it's a good story. You yeah. know, it's like goats are like, I don't know. And the, in uh I, I don't have a lot of contact with goats and but when i do they're like except funny. being a goat yourself yeah yeah I'm, come on um <laughs> so uh so it is like it does like bring up like a funny thing anyway so it's like all right goats are jumping around they already have crazy eyes um and then uh and then he starts drinking it or he starts eating it. He's noticed, so he takes it to a local like holy man or a monk or something like that. And, and, um, and the guy's like, this tastes terrible and throws it into the fire. How convenient. Right. You know, he rejected the idea that the, the coffee is like um, part of a, part of that greater story of like, you know, they said it, it wasn't good, but then they threw it in the fire and all of a sudden you just notice these like crazy aromas and that's right. a little far-fetched, like a handful of coffee in a fire. I don't know yeah. um, how that's going to be, but then, you know, then that's how now we roast it. We brew coffee with it. We, you know, make tea with it, whatever. And it's evolved over time, but it is like, whether it's true or not, it's like, a, it's a pretty good story. It's a pretty good story. Especially with all the embellishments. Yes, with all the embellishments. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, most people have heard some kind of rendition of that if they've been around coffee any time. So, it's probably a myth, shocker for the one oneers out there. But this is the story that the coffee industry is going to stick by. We're going to stick behind Caldi. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, I was, I was trying to look it up to see if there was someone like this is a myth, and here's where they took from these different pieces of folklore yeah you know and kind of like made an amalgamation but i i couldn't find anything like that but it is well maybe it's true yeah maybe Maybe it's it's true yeah and the embellishments are nice too yeah they are (laughs) um you know and and i think a lot of times with stuff like that it's probably they're somewhere along the line trying to make sense of where they are and then we just lose the original story yeah um so yeah it's a nice nice little neat story for the origination of coffee. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about will coffee sober you up? I think it'll make you more alert and also the same drunk. <laughs> okay. Like, you, you know, maybe right. it'll make you like, right. less sleepy, but like you're the same. You're yeah. still making. Decisions. Yeah. You're, you're still, you're still toasted, but yeah. you're like yeah. a little slightly more alert toasted. It's like turning up the like the the trebles already turned up over here. <laughs> yes. You turn up the bass. Like it doesn't like, mean that the treble's not there. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. So okay. I'm gonna go all medical on y'all right now. Yeah. So yeah. coffee, as we know, because everybody's been listening to Coffee One O One, works on adenosine. So adenosine wants to make you tired. What caffeine does is it blocks the adenosine receptors yep uh dylan just gave me like a big old cross of his hands that you can't see he blocks them and um so it prevents you from getting tired so that's what coffee does alcohol does several things which are completely independent of adenosine so alcohol increases dopamine and serotonin which are two things that make you feel good So like, for example, a lot of your medications, like we call them SSRIs, serotonin, something, reuptake inhibitors, there's another S in there somewhere. Um, That's the same concept is they are increasing either serotonin and or dopamine, which make you feel good. Now, the things that make you, quote, drunk, like the slurred speech and the loss of inhibition and uh, what I call the Leroy Jenkins effect, um, and lack of coordination, stuff like that. Again, different areas as far as in your brain and or with fancy work called neurotransmitters that are completely independent of coffee. So, no, coffee will not sober you up. It might make you slightly more alert or balance you out, but you'll still be toasted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Number five, coffee is bad for pregnant women. I've never been a pregnant woman. So <laughs> okay. I haven't, but I, I haven't, but I'll jump in and I'll say that, um, no, it is not bad. So a couple of big things that people will say is it will stunt the growth of the baby, um, or they'll just flat out say that it's just straight up bad. Um, but like we've talked about in a previous episode, pregnant women can have 300 milligrams or up to 300 milligrams of coffee, which we'll say is two or three cups of coffee. And we're not talking about a, like a big cup of coffee, just a you know regular mug of coffee yeah. a day. 
and that'd be totally fine. Um, and there's, you know, tens of thousands of people that they have studied and um, just kind of pulled that data and said um, they just don't see anything, you know, as far as up to two or three cups, regular cups of coffee a day. Interesting. Yep. I will say that is the easiest way for me to know if a regular customer is pregnant. Yeah. If if they start buying decaf. Oh yeah. You like you know, you know before it, their family knows. Yeah, you yeah. you do. I mean, yeah. honestly, and you do, like you got to you can't ask. No, you, know? you can't you can't ask, but like Lori comes in every day and yeah. she orders this massive whatever and then one day she's yeah. like, "I think I'll have the decaf." And she smiles at you and you're like, "I know." I know you may only be three weeks, but I know before anybody else in your family knows. So Uh, the one, one thing is uh, you can uh, there, there's sometimes, I mean, you're, you're comfortable with regulars and that kind of thing. And you do the, uh, did you have a big life change? (laughs) Did I I see something like what? And And you know, it's like, they're always like, you know, we're not telling anybody, but, but, but yeah, and it's like, yeah, insider yes. information. I always yeah. like knowing that. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a good trick. Um, yeah. but what you can do is you can lean over the counter and you can say, let me tell you a secret. You can still drink caffeine. Still drink caffeine. Yeah. That's just okay. like not a lot of it, but you can still yeah. drink some. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, cool. But I wouldn't be able to guess. I wouldn't be able to guess anymore if, if everyone no. stopped drinking decaf when they get pregnant. That's true. And so then <laughs> they would probably not come to your coffee shop anymore because yeah. you didn't quote notice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number six. Number like six today. Coffee will keep you awake. What do you think? Um, I think that if you're already not getting sleep, your body's going to try and go to sleep. Right. No matter how much. Um, yeah, I, from personal experience, drinking more coffee does not keep you awake. Yeah. So, all right, a couple things. So, people who aren't like super like into you know the nuances of coffee, like you and I are, um, a lot of times I hear, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. I can drink coffee at you know nine o'clock at night and go right to sleep. And my next question usually is like, how much sleep are you getting? And and usually it's, um, you know, whatever, four or five hours of sleep. And so it's not a lot of times that they're not caffeine sensitive, which is what they think. It's that they're sleep deprived. Right. You know, they're not getting enough sleep. But you do have um, really kind of people who are caffeine sensitive and, and some who are not as much. Um, I mean, I'm pretty caffeine sensitive. Like I can't. I can't drink a cup of coffee past, I'm going to say, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, um, or it'll probably keep me awake. Yeah, and you may not notice it, like, that day sometimes, but there are certain days when, yeah, I tend to. I did last Friday. It was 4 o'clock, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a cup anyway. Yeah. But it is funny to hear, hear, like, coffee people. I mean, you can – you can see my cup. Yeah. My cup fits in my hand. It's a small cup. Right. Um, and those are the kind of cups I have throughout the day. Usually like someone brews something. I always want a little bit so I can yeah. taste whatever they're tasting. Um, 
And like three, I don't think I have three cups of coffee a day, most days even. Um, and, uh, so when I, when I do have one later in the day or I do a tasting yeah. or something like that, I usually have a spit cup yeah. because I, I just noticed that it just makes me feel a little more, uh, on edge yeah. later, like later in the evening. Yeah. So as a tangent, speaking of spit cup, I'm actually going to, during the middle of this interview, I'm going to text you this right now, but, and you're welcome to use this. Um, but Tinker, uh, recently hosted the, uh, prelims for coffee roasting championship and cup tasters and, um, the U S AeroPress championship um, which was fun, but there was this guy there and he had, it was like a beer mug. Yeah. And, the, gla- uh, the glass one. Yes. And he yeah. had that thing full of like basically yeah. coffee spits. Um, yeah. I can't find the picture right now, but I'll, I'll make sure and text it to you a little it's later. It's burned into my memory. It, it's yes. Like I don't, I still don't know what I think about that. <laughs> like, I mean, it had, it even had like a head, it did. It looked like he'd got like draft root beer. Yes. Or like a Guinness or something. Yeah, like a stout. Yeah. yeah. And it, he filled that thing to the tippy top. Yeah. See, I'm one of those guys I don't I don't spit. I, I'm too I'm too yeah. selfish with my like I just enjoy the coffee. Even if it like yeah. even if it's like a bad decision to like like yeah. take that much coffee in, like when I cup I'll I just swallow. Yeah. But I uh I, I started doing, uh, now it is one thing is like social pressure. If you're with non-coffee people and you're spitting into a cup, they're yeah. like, that is the most disgusting. Thing <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so, so then you just like, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, you're like, why did I do that? Yeah. Why did I, why did I do that? But it, it was wild talking to, um, like the head judge for roaster, yeah. you know, he tasted everybody's coffee. And I know. four cups of each one, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he'd drink it all. And I'd be oh, like, wow. I, that would take me over the edge of, oh, yeah. I'm feeling zippy after coffee and straight to, I need to lie down. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's, um, yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot of coffee. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump to number seven today. Coffee will dehydrate you. This is one where I actually learned a little bit. What do you think? Mm-hmm. You learned a little bit. Yeah, I'm guessing because it's 98.5% water that that's probably an okay thing. Um, it is. So, okay. So I thought that I went up until this point in my coffee journey, I had always understood that coffee, like, like caffeinated coffee did dehydrate you and decaf actually did not dehydrate you. Um, and I knew at least the decaf part was true because I'd seen a couple of studies on it, but I started looking it up and theoretically, um, it does like caffeinated drinks in general. So it's probably the caffeine that has this effect, uh, including coffee do have what they call a mild diuretic effect, which means it's going to make you pee a little more, but that effect is not significant enough to increase the risk of dehydration. Does that make sense? Yes. 
So that that to me, and you may have already known this, that to me was a new concept. So, um, so yeah, you know, cause, that, go that, ahead. Diuretic meaning like it just makes you produce more, like um, yeah, yeah. Well, you're putting more in, but you're also easily, um, you know, pulling that out. So you're not. You're not overall when when it's like plus water, neutral water, negative water on your body. You're not significantly plus or minus, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to uh, recently. I was the the like the dehydration with coffee uh, kind of thing comes up quite a bit, and um, I couldn't I couldn't tell like. Yes, it does make you have to go to the bathroom, uh, like a little bit, Yeah. but, but the reason why I couldn't quite figure out as far as like your body's trying to balance what you're putting in, you know, maybe it's the electrolytes or something like that. It's trying to, um, it's trying to balance that out in a way. So, okay, well, uh, let me, let me, let me tell you, I'll give you one easy answer for that. So the bladder itself, um, like let's say that it's the kitchen sink and you can put whatever, 500 milliliters in it um, to be full. So when you're drinking caffeinated drinks, that's going to tend to give you more what we call urgency and frequency, which what that means is the, the we'll say, tenseness, if that's a word, of the bladder is a little stronger. So it may only get to 350, 400 milliliters and say, dude, like we have to go to the bathroom. And so that's where you're actually, that's a lot of quote peeing more. And it's not that it's an overall volume change as much as the kitchen sink is not holding as much before it says, dude. Huh? Yeah. Nice. So there you go. I like that analogy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so good with analogies. <laughs> I try. Stick with us. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and you're listening to Coffee 101. Sometimes you can get derailed by bad coffee. Maybe you have to put a lot of cream and sugar in it, and then there's that crash afterwards. Maybe it just tastes terrible and puts you in a bad mood. Or you drink less of it, or worse, skip it altogether. Life's too short to drink bad coffee, so just stop it. Just stop it. Go to humblecoffee.com or click on the link in the show notes, and they will hook you up. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, so let's go to the next one, number eight today. Coffee makes you smarter. What do you think? I've I've never heard this. You haven't? Uh, I've never heard that coffee makes you smarter. Okay. Um, I don't. I know a lot of dumb people who. Oh, I love the honesty. Yeah. I do too. I do too. I guess since you said it, I can volunteer it too. Yeah. I know yeah. some smart people too who drink a lot of yeah. coffee. Exactly. So I, I don't see the, the correlation quite as yes. much. But. Okay, so I will say this. So uh, the best way I can put it is that it is not going to change your IQ, IQ. Like it is not going to change how God made you. But 
it can help you and and you've you've had to have experienced this before i know i have because i use this a lot especially in the mornings um it does help focus you know it does help multitasking um you know you can just kind of to me like in my head i think okay i can just concentrate and like i can deep dive a little better on things yeah, yeah. what do you think i wonder if i'm just always staying at that deep dive level yeah, I'm I'm up leveling, but can you um, tell any difference on um like how your brain like how how the cogs are turning before that first cup in the morning and then like an hour after? Um also I'll, I'll compare it because I notice it the most on when I have days off because I have at work I have every coffee brewing piece of equipment yeah. that I could ever want. At home I've got a modest pour over um and, and sometimes on the weekends, I don't necessarily want any more coffee. I've had coffee all week and, um, I'm less likely to do things. I'm like a little bit more lazy, yeah. um, I'm slow going, but like mood is good, you yeah. know, still when I, um, again, I don't feel like I'm drinking a lot of coffee every single day that it's going to like give me a headache when I don't have a co- have coffee. Right. Um, but I, I am much more like willing to accept what the world is giving me when I don't drink coffee. And when I do drink coffee, I'm going to like, listen, world, I'll tell you what you're going to get from yeah. me. So yeah. it's kind of like, I, it, it is like, I'm, I'm much more proactive. I feel like when I'm, um, uh, when I'm drinking coffee and, at this, but at the same time, I'm not being reactive when I don't drink coffee. I'm just kind right. of like, you're I'm, chill. I'm chill. Yeah. yeah. But the same Dylan, but like as chill as I get is like still most people's like pretty intense. Yeah. Which that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's me. Well, listen, one thing I just thought about that I wanted to, before I jump to the next one here, I wanted to make sure because I forgot when we were talking about coffee, keeping you awake, um, I think it's important to say that half-life of caffeine is about five hours. So what that means is that if you take it in, then 50% of it's gone in five hours. And then 50% of that's gone in five hours. So fast forward, it it takes about five half-lives for 97, I will say 97% of the caffeine to get out of your body. So just wow. think about that when you're thinking, okay, I'm, do I need this cup at like 7 p.m.? Right. Um, so, okay, this is a big one, really big actually for me because I, I probably spent the most time researching this, and I still don't know where I stand on this. And I'd be curious your thoughts. So storing, this is myth number nine for today. Mm -hmm. Storing coffee in the fridge or freezer extends its freshness. Right. Um, I have had experience freezing coffee. Yeah. Um, And what I've noticed is you just have to be, you have to be careful about how you're doing it. I would, I like putting it in the refrigerator. I don't think you're doing anything that's going to really slow down that coffee. You're just kind of adding moisture. 
mm-hmm. at that point, especially if it's not in like a, a sealed container or anything like that. Now I do have like vacuum sealed frozen bags of coffee of like, we had a killer coffee. I get the Slack message. Hey, we just roasted the last of that coffee. It's like, well, I got to go get a yeah. scoop and yeah. put it in the vacuum sealer and put it in the freezer. Um, and I don't do that with all the coffees. It's just the ones that I have created memories with, or right. like, I really like the flavor profile or something like that. So I will freeze the coffee. Um, the other thing that I've done is I tried taking a five pound bag of coffee mm-hmm. and I threw it in the freezer because I was doing a special tasting a month later and I threw it in the freezer, but it was in uh, one of our bags, you know, sealed at the top with a well, one way valve. Um, and it was kind of an experiment. It was in there for four weeks. I took it out, uh, the, like two days before I was going to use it for the tasting, it tasted incredible. Mm. So I can say after four weeks, I noticed that it tasted really great. Um, I can't say what would have happened after that. And I did avoid opening it until it was completely thawed out. So, um, so that is how I've frozen coffee, but anything that goes in your fridge is going to taste like fridge stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I will say probably I would think across the board freezer or fridge, probably not ground coffee um, because it probably is. And and I'll say with fridge, I think whether it's whole bean or grounds, it is going to, like Dylan said, absorb some moisture because if you remember in the roasting process, it actually dries the coffee bean out quite a bit. And in, in in absorbing that moisture, it's also going to absorb some of the taste char- or the flavor characteristics of the other stuff that is that are putting out aromas within the fridge. Right. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say don't store anything in the fridge. But now I think, and I was encouraged that you kind of said the same thing. Um, I think if you do it right, I think you can freeze whole beans, um, whether that's in little, you know, vacuum pack things or even, you know, with your five pound bag being sealed off. And I do think it's important, like you said, that you completely let everything thaw out before, you know, you get to it. Um, And I would kind of liken it to something in the freezer that, you know, it lasts a lot longer, but if, you know, depending on how that's packaged, you could still get the equivalent of like freezer burn, which is going to give it, you know, those off flavors. Um, But I have a friend uh, named Rob, who's a roaster in Oregon. And I remember him one time telling me about a coffee that he bought from somebody who froze, it had been frozen six years and he's a really good like taster, um, and I, I highly respect his opinion. Um, and he was like, "It tasted pretty good, you know." And so, yeah. like, I mean, that's, I mean, I, I think that's worth noting. Yeah, there's something to be said. I know that there are some places that have like, like they freeze like their hoppers. There's, I've seen a cafe where the 
the hoppers are frozen and they're huh. grinding frozen coffee because the it like decreases the elasticity it makes it more brittle you get like a like a better particle distribution particle size distribution when you uh grind frozen like that i haven't messed with like grinding frozen coffee too much um but the the key component is like let it thaw before you open it because the moment it thaws you're going to get moisture it's going to condensate on the coffee and it's going to throw things off regardless um, but so far so good with my experiments, freezing coffee. Um, and I know people are freezing green too. Mm, okay. And roasting, uh, post freeze. Yeah. Like they let thaw for a day and then they're, so yeah. That's interesting. Stuff happening there, and I sure. guess that would make sense, especially if you had like a really, really expensive coffee and you just couldn't sell it, you know, that much. Um, you know, to just extend it a little bit because green coffee does have a lot longer shelf life than roasted coffee in right. general. So, okay, right. last, go ahead. The main thing that you're looking for is you're, you're trying to extend the shelf life, right? And right. Um, I, I think this is something that we'll go into a little bit, but like I drink old coffee all the time. Yeah. And uh, I'm talking like four months off roast which to most people probably doesn't seem like that long because the shelf life of coffee technically before it goes bad, um, is, uh, is a long time, right. but I, you just, you can adjust your brew, but a coffee that's dynamic to begin with and is roasted. Well, three months off roast is going to give you stuff that you haven't tasted in it yet. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, or just a not like maybe it's going to dial some things down, but other things are going to be able to shine. Um, so I, I just like, I want to encourage people to drink black coffee. I want to encourage people to like, don't worry so much about it's got to be the super freshest, right? It's still going to taste great. If right. it's good coffee to begin with. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And you know, one thing about, I was thinking about freezing coffee is just across the board, you're slowing down the oxidation process, just like you are in anything that you put in the fridge or freezer. It it just it slows down that degradation process, um, which is one of the things we're trying to do to keep it quote fresh. Yeah. So, okay, last one for today: decaf right. coffee has no caffeine. Just like non-alcoholic beer has no alcohol in it, right? <laughs> I guess. I actually have no idea about non-alcoholic beer. It's it's like a, it's like a half a percent. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So decaf drum roll does have caffeine in it. What? Yep. And so it can be anywhere from we'll say less than half a percent to even up to ten percent of what it originally would be. Um, some groups like Swiss water, um, they're pretty, you know, OCD about getting the caffeine out. But one thing, um, that when we talked about, we have a couple of episodes on decaf that people could go back and listen to. One of them, we interviewed, uh, folks at Swiss water and they said that, that like that trying to get all that caffeine out is like this infinite curve where if, Let's say you get from like 0.5% left to 0.3% left, then you start infinitely sacrificing some of your 
your taste attributes, you know, your right. flavor, your aroma, all that kind of stuff in right. the coffee. So, you know, you could get it all out, but then it would taste like nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you aren't so sensitive to that, that you notice that too much, but, um, it's still like, if you have like, a, like a really good decaf on espresso, yeah, that shot warms your body the in the same you know what i mean like your your body is tasting that coffee and even if you even if it doesn't have that like caffeine it does like warm you and yeah. kind of i don't know which if you have something you like to eat for breakfast it's going to make the rest of your day better anyway right you know? so um yeah yeah i like a good decaf um and We've talked about it before. Decaf can be good. You know, that's another thing that we don't have on the list. Um, you know, people would say decaf is terrible. Uh, it doesn't have to be terrible. Um, no. There's actually some really good decafs out there. Yeah. We, our, our decaf is a, is a honey processed Honduran decaf. That's okay. incredible. It's a, especially on espresso. It's like strawberries and brownie. Yeah. Mm, so good. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so tell me about Tinker Coffee. Y'all are based in, or if I'm talking like in, do you call them Indianapolisans? How do you say the people from Indianapolis? We're all Hoosiers. Okay. So would Hoosier, they'd probably say you guys. So you guys are in Indianapolis. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Tinker. Um, So Tinker, we just celebrated our eight year anniversary um i've been here for six years and it's been um really fun also challenging to see how the like local coffee community has changed but also how the you know the world has changed over the past um several years but we we really focus on the the people that we have uh here in indianapolis and you know of course elsewhere but we can make the biggest impact uh supporting people whether it's you know, tech services or training or anything like that. And um, just kind of like building a community of awesome people. Coffee has been a, has been that, you know, it's been a really great thing to be obsessed with making taste great. Mm-hmm. But the the people who are interested in that are all they're the It's all over the place. And the opportunities that you get to meet people and hang out and that kind of thing, doing the, the prelims competition, I made friends with so many people that um, you kind of force yourself to, to be in that situation. And I think Tinker's done a good job of throughout time, we focus where we want to focus. We like um, try and work with people that inspire us and the result has been fantastic. So we do have, we do have really killer coffees, but we've built a community in India that I really, really love. Yeah, so if, if any of the one on oneers out there get a chance, just go to tinkercoffee.com or you can click on the link in the show notes and uh, check out some of their coffees and their awesome um, website and um, some of the stuff that they're doing there in Indianapolis and the U.S. and in the world. Grab a grab a bag of decaf and pop it in your freezer and it'll make you smarter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, Dylan, we'll see you next week. We're going to finish out our season finale for season one of Coffee 101 in talking about coffee myths. Right on. See you then. So what would you think about Dylan? 
I thought he was great. He he's a uh, he's very natural on the mic and um, comfortable. Yeah. That's always fun. It is because it then makes it's it a lot not easier. like awkward. Yeah, it's like having a little friendly conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So we learned some stuff. Um, we did indeed. Thanks, Dylan. Yeah, thanks, man. Dylan. So so we know at least little things like. We kind of knew going into this, but coffee is not bad for your bit. health. Um, coffee's not bad for pregnant people. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought it was. I mean, if you had like too much of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, but you can but still yeah. have some and it can still be yep. caffeinated. But I love his um, his little anecdote to figuring out when somebody's pregnant even before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was cool. Even before like. Those person, the people's family know, like right. they order the same drink every day, and then yep. all of a sudden one day they come in and they say, um, "Do y'all have a decaf?" Yeah, and, and he's like, like "He's like, oh, I know something." Anyway, I thought that was really interesting. Um, caffeine doesn't necessarily dehydrate you, which is kind of fun. I enough. always thought it did. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. I might have got that mixed up with soda. Does soda dehydrate you? No. Soda does not dehydrate you. I thought, I but but coffee and tea historically are considered a diuretic, which means they do pull fluid from your body. Mm-hmm. But um, at least the is it research, just because of the caffeine? Well, the caffeine does have something to do with it because you get less of that diuretic effect with decaf. But um, it doesn't pull enough that we would consider it dehydrating. To dehydrate you, you. yeah. But so, you can't just drink coffee instead of water. I mean, you can. But, like, it's not good. You need to drink water. You do need to drink water, too. You're right. You do. Um, my rule of thumb Half to Half your to body myself, weight in ounces. No, listen to me. Okay. My rule of thumb to myself is always to drink at least as much water as I drink coffee on the day. Yeah, I think that's good. Drinking as much water as you drink of drinks that aren't water. <laughs> and listen, you said this at the beginning, and you were right. Decaf coffee does have a little bit of caffeine. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I guess I remembered that from when we had the decaf episode. Episodes. Episodes. Plural. Well, you did good. Thanks. And this was part uno of our Are we part two. Part dose? Our dose. You our, messed up. Our dose. How do you say part in Spanish? Parte. I think, it, I th- okay, I could be wrong. I just took two years of middle school Spanish. I think it's P-A-R-T-E with the little thing at the end. I don't know. At least for now, at least for now, we're going to say um, our two-part season finale season where we finale. talk about coffee myths. Thank you, 101ers, for listening today to Coffee 101 as we quickly come to the end of season one coffee's journey from seed to shelf if you haven't already leave us a review please They're five star and you can leave us this elaborate review which a I lot mean, of you, you do i mean you can give us a four, kind of star, a four star rating you could but we like five it's just <laughs> yeah. a clean number you know yeah exactly because yeah it's just it's, we like that number Yeah, just might as well and we want you to tell a friend so tomorrow when you go to work or when you're at the gas station and you're like pumping awkwardly across from somebody, mm. just like tell them, so that, like show it to them on your phone 
and be like, hey, you Please, person be so need to funny. listen to this podcast. And then have somebody else record it, like the awkwardness, and put it on social media and tag us because we actually think that oh my that would be awesome. I would die. Like, imagine just sitting at the gas station and just staring at someone and be like, listen to this. <laughs> yeah. And then just, like, drive away. Yeah. like I would be scared. I'd be like, um. There. All right. Well, listen, we really enjoy all of the fun, nerdy coffee education. And uh, we love y'all. And we will see you next time on Coffee 101. Peace, brothers. And sisters. Well, brothers is a universal term. Bye. Bye.